welcome back to the I Genuinely podcast. I am so excited to introduce to you guys my next guest, McKenna Mater. McKenna, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Megan, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Of this is an honor. Course. I literally have been wanting you on the podcast. I just Aww. feel like you are going to provide so much good insight on so many different things. So I'm so oh glad you're here. <laughs> I'm blushing. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. So for anyone that doesn't know, McKenna and I actually go back um, to high school. We went to high school together. I just mm-hmm. remember, like, we definitely had the same, like, vision for life. We are both, like, oh. go-getters, entrepreneurs. And McKenna actually started her own company, which I completely applaud. That's also why you're on the <laughs> podcast, Golden Gatherings. Um, McKenna, do you want to elaborate on, like, what Golden Gatherings is, how you started, how you just envision everything do you want to start there? Oh my gosh, sure. Yeah. So Megan and I met in high school in Georgia because I did at one point in my life live in Georgia. That feels so far away now, yeah. but <laughs> that definitely did happen. And exactly what Megan said, we had like the same entrepreneurial mind. We were just always, I remember Megan, we were like, but there's like a different way of doing things. Like we always yeah. just kind of like teetered on that idea of, but there's so much more. And I've always right. resonated with people like that in my life because yeah. I've always been that way. So we mm-hmm. just had such a special friendship in that regard. And now we're both doing our own things, which is so cool. Yes. Um. So yeah, so I actually graduated from Georgia College and State University. That was a little over, wow, almost two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I moved to Wisconsin. My family is originally from here. And I um, didn't think much of it while we were in Georgia because our life was just there. But my parents decided to move back to Wisconsin when I was a junior. Mm-hmm. So I ended up being an out-of-state student for two years unexpectedly. <laughs> it wasn't part yeah. of the plan, but it was kind of great because I realized how much I loved my family and wanted to be by them and also loved this new place that we called home. So I moved back to Wisconsin um, after I graduated college and I just loved the area so much, but kind of was starting out on a fresh start with like community here because Mm -hmm. I was just in a new state. And so it was really important to me to um, have a way to do that. And so Golden Gatherings actually started about a year after, but it was kind of after this year of me realizing that in order to have community in order to have anything in your life you kind of have to take those first steps and create it and so um yeah it was just really important for me to create that space and so golden gatherings happened um at first this summer it kind of just started with like some family friends and doing Mm -hmm. events for them because they would pick up on how much I loved it and then I started hosting dinner parties for friends because I just thought it was the sweetest way to bring people together. Yeah. And then I realized I could do it on a much larger scale. And Absolutely. All the community dinners and long tables. And so we started shutting down some streets in the middle of some cities for some long table dinners uh-huh. and doing ticketed events. And now um, the hype has built, which is so exciting. So people have reached out to me about doing client dinners. And so Now I do like business brand launch events and business dinners. Um, Yeah. yeah. And also a couple weddings or two now, which was not the original scale, but it's now happening. So yeah, so we're growing as we go and I'm learning it all as I go, but it's been just, it really just started from an intention to create a gathering space for people and it's grown from there. That is amazing. And I have to ask, so did you go to college for like an event planning or coordinating? What was your major? Was that correlated to, you know, what you're doing now? That's such a good question. It actually was not. I majored in rhetoric, which most people don't know what that is. It's public speaking, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, but like persuasive communication. And um, it just was a great training, a formal training in public speaking, because 
I realize most people really don't like that, but it was such a passion for me. And I um, have always had a dream of being a motivational speaker. And so for mm-hmm. me, it was important to gain that formal training. And then I um, had a lot of roles in college where events was my focus. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny, you know, looking back on your life, you kind of see the ways that things are woven in between different seasons of life. And mm-hmm. I've always kind of been in this role of a community catalyzer and bringing yeah. people together. So it was like from as early as being a little kid and having events at my house, which like yeah. we all do that. I think oh, we definitely. All did. <laughs> we all did that. But um, then into college and high school, um, I was always bringing people together. And then I was vice president of my sorority. And so I was putting together massive events like bid day and these new member events. And it was like 200 plus people. And so um, it's just always been a passion of mine. And it's, it's kind of overspilled itself into the roles that I have held. Mm-hmm. And so when I graduated, it's kind of made sense to, um, to start my own. And it's funny because I remember being in the sorority house my junior year of college and I had just put on some one of my events for that mm-hmm. position and we had come inside and we were all talking all the exact girls were and someone said to me one of the vice presidents that I was serving with she goes you know McKenna like you could really make a profession out of this and I was like really like people make a yeah. living out of event planning I just didn't <laughs> didn't see it and she goes no you absolutely could and I remember thinking it was such a far-fetched idea but like that could be cool to one day do and then a year later, I just realized I wanted to create it. And so I kind of did. <laughs> yeah. And it's growing literally so fast. I mean, I didn't even so know you fast. guys were already like starting to venture in like the wedding space now. Like you're oh being my reached gosh. out for that. That's incredible. It's exciting, but I'm definitely learning as I go, which we all yes. are. So. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, And that kind of just like leads me into like, I just have a ton of questions because I personally, I love hosting as well. It's not on that scale, but I just think like, there's just something different about hosting and like like you said gathering and just with people that you just not even like people that you have to be close with necessarily but you're bringing relationships and it's just Mm. an incredible atmosphere that like as and we can talk about this more later in the episode of like your goal as a host is like what is your goal and purpose so yeah I'm excited to get into that Um, so good yeah so my first question was going to be what are your favorite types of parties to host like dinner parties I know you mentioned like you have some you did dinners and family dinners and holiday parties what would you say is like your favorite one to throw oh my gosh well I love the intimate style of dinner parties and I just think it's so sweet how our generation is kind of coming back to that right now yeah um you see all the dinner party videos and it's just this sweet sentiment of I feel like our generation is returning to this idea that we've seen our grandparents enjoy and we've going through their pictures Mm -hmm. and videos and seeing them connecting with their friends and we want that too and so I love the dinner party I it's funny I just love it yeah. Two days ago. <laughs> and I was having people over and um, I was like, guys, it's the return of the dinner party. And they were like, you're making it happen. I love <laughs> and it. it's funny because that's my little goal in life. So um, I, I just think dinner parties, I think it's fun to have people over. I love designing menus for people. Um, I'm no chef, but I've been so lucky in my life to have a dad who is. And so mm-hmm. I've been around a lot of incredible people in the culinary world and picked up on a lot of different like flavor um, profiling tips and a lot of things that most people my age don't know about. And so it's been fun to kind of take that knowledge with me into my own kitchen and kind of try to recreate some things and and come up with themed menus. And so I love those. But um, I would say on a larger scale, those community long table dinners, those are my favorite, because Mm -hmm. 
people come and you don't know each other and you're strangers at first at that initial stage. Yeah. And then you open a bottle of wine and you have a great meal that you share together yes. at this table and people become great friends and you leave with newer community. And that was kind of why I started Gold of Gatherings too, was to, to put more of those on and make more of those um, relationships happen. I love that. And kind of what you said about like, I definitely, cause we follow your Instagram and I just like <laughs> love the menus and it's true. Like I feel like all of your parties are definitely on theme and it's just like, even oh. like what you said, the flavors it's, I remember seeing some on your story where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that's like a flavor pairing, <laughs> but it looks delicious. And it's just incredible. So I think, yeah, definitely what you said. I don't know if you do you. So do you cook or do you learn from like the people around you or do they help out? Yeah. Um, no, I'm the one in the kitchen typically. Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny. Cause I always try to take on me and you are the same way with this just in life overall. But, like <laughs> I always get so over ambitious that I try to create the most extravagant menus and I've had to tone it down a little bit just because I realize I don't have that much time in the day and I'm not a professional yeah. chef, but I like to try. Um, and then for, of course, the ones where I'm actually hired on as the event planner, I let, I leave that to the actual professionals and we hire in some amazing chefs oh, that we work with. So they got, they take it over there, but yeah, when it comes to people coming over, I just, I try. And I think that's really an overall theme of hosting is like, you just can't be afraid to try, you know, it's better to try and do yeah. it out and learn along the way than to just not have it happen at all. Right. And I was going to say like, I don't know about you and, but when, I do hosting. I know that honestly, like the food prepping takes the longest part for me. And mm -hmm. I, I honestly, for me, it's not my favorite part because I love like the decorating and like creating <laughs> the atmosphere. So I don't know about you. Do you prefer one of the other? Like, do you prefer decorating more or do you like the food and like being so good with all the details on the food and creating the menu? Oh my gosh. No, I'm the same way because like even the other day I'm making this beet salad and it didn't strike me that I've never cooked beets before. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm calling my dad like literally 15 minutes before because he's like yeah. my go-to when it comes <laughs> to these events. And I'm like, okay, how do you actually cook beets? And so he's like running me through it and he's like, it'll be super <laughs> easy to take off the skin after they're in the oven. And I'm yeah. taking them out of the oven. These people are coming in two hours and I'm like, this skin is not coming off. And my dad's just like bawling laughing on FaceTime. And so it's totally one of those things where prepping definitely takes longer I would okay. say yeah I definitely say the menus I think are my favorite um I love I, I'll sometimes I'll design them on canva which is a real lifesaver because it makes yes, you look so put canva. together yeah <laughs> and sometimes I'll handwrite them like if it's just for a close family I will often handwrite them because I just mm -hmm. think it's a, it's a special sentiment but menus are probably my favorite and then um and then more of yeah the tablescape I would say and just placing things on the table it brings me fulfillment in a weird yeah. way <laughs> yeah it like brings it all together uh-huh um and that kind of leads into my other question of like how do you plan for a party like where do you start do you start with the invites the menu the how walk me through your process yeah well I think that I often get these visions of how I want to bring people together. A lot of times it's seasonal. Um, one of the cool parts about moving back to Wisconsin and specifically the niched area that I live in of Lake Country is mm -hmm. there's a real hyper focus on seasonality. And you see that reflected at a lot of the restaurants. They're very farm to table. And so I love kind of 
having events that welcome in each season. So when I know that a new season is coming up or it's like a holiday season, like Thanksgiving and like my first Friendsgiving was coming up, um, I'll start picturing that honestly, like three months out, I'm always thinking about the next season and Mm -hmm. it's even like Christmas is in a week and you guys are probably listening to this like right after Christmas, but I've already started planning like my spring dinner party. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just fun to kind of have your mind in the future season to kind of think about it kind of, you know, if it's a colder season like winter, it gets you excited for what's ahead. And if it's um, a warmer one, it's still exciting to look towards the future. And so I would say, yeah, I kind of get a certain vision for how I want to welcome in a season or an event. Sometimes it's a celebration, like one of my close friends just got engaged. And so immediately I was like, engagement party, let's make it happen. (laughs) And so it's celebrating those little things in life too. Um, And then honestly, I will just if we're being totally honest, I will lie awake in bed like for hours later than I should be up. And I'll just be playing with like ingredients and cocktail ideas and pairing them together. And I will rearrange that menu at least 10 times before the event happens. But it's just like, that's what keeps me awake at night. It's so funny. But it's like thinking about how you can create this moment for people. It's It's so so fun too. I like, I'm the same way. I will be like scrolling on Pinterest and I'll save like a new board of like my spring party and just like start pinning on it's just like a Uh, rabbit hole just going right finding all the inspo yeah I'm so glad you've also started planning your spring party because (laughs) I'm not crazy to just already be mentally there that's great I'm like as soon Uh, as I just hosted like an elf themed party and as soon as it's done I was like uh, okay what's the next one what's what are we having (laughs) like it was so fun the elf Um, party was amazing I also have to ask did you guys have syrup spaghetti so I, everyone was kind of hesitant, but I definitely tried it after and it was, it was pretty good. I wouldn't oh. like, you got to give it a chance before you judge. So. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I've always thought when I watched that movie, I'm like, that honestly looks so good. And it grosses yes. everyone around me out. But I'm like, I would so do that. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like, I had to honestly, ask. we know people have probably done it before. And like, I mean, they, they were onto something. That's what I would say. They were. Okay, great. I'm excited. <laughs> to yes. Great. It's on my list. <laughs> I love that. Um, And I guess like also going off of like the day of the party like how do you start with the food do you start decorating first and then start the food like what's that process like oh that's a really good question because I just encountered and was reminded of how important this like timeline process is (laughs) the other day I would say first of all my number one tip in event planning like when it comes to just hosting people in your house is you always think you have more time than you do on the day of like I'm sure you ran into that for your elf party it is like whatever holiday party or whatever you're hosting it is like you always think you wake up and you're like oh I have the whole day because typically those events are hosted Mm -hmm. at night and you have so much to do that you're not thinking about it so my best advice is just to start right when you wake up because I mean, have your moment, have your morning routine and and get your breakfast and coffee. But like after that, just start because it's better to finish early and have some time to like, you know, start the music, take some pictures because once everyone's there, you'll probably forget. Right. And just kind of have little things to, to make yourself feel calm before people arrive. So you're not super stressed when people are walking in your door. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's probably my biggest tip there. Um, but yeah, I start with the table initially. Like I really like to make sure like the table went in. If I'm using that, it's themed. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to put out the plates and it's always like the silverware and the tablescape is kind of set up. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put like the napkins kind of just like on the chairs, little things like that. I'll leave until last, but I just like to start the table. Yeah. And then from there, I'll typically make sure like I myself have eaten before I start the day because I'll probably forget to eat the rest of the day. <laughs> and then I'll go ahead and start prepping the food. 
Um, and then make sure like if there's cocktails, which I'm known for always like having like a specialty drink because I'm so overboard like that. Yes. So I'll start doing those and make sure like those ingredients are prepped. And so it's so funny because it's become like a running joke. It's like when people come to my house for a dinner party, my fridge will be like the bare minimal like food and then just like all the dinner party stuff because I know for like a fact that that day of my fridge is going to be so full and need yeah. all the room. So that's kind of how that goes. And then, yeah, as the event gets closer, I finish up the table, just kind of perfect, like where everything is and put flowers on if that's, you know, being involved and then um, get myself ready. And then, yeah, have people come in and and the music set and the lights are on and and hopefully a great event starts. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I love that. And it sounds so effortless because like for me, I think the elf party for me was probably like McKenna. I was, it was like, <laughs> you're right. You could have the whole day and I have oh, always. to invite someone to like help me with the decor. I'm like sweating because I'm like, I'm cooking <laughs> the pasta for like 12 girls. I'm like, not burn the garlic bread. And it was like, yeah. cause you want the food to be like hot and like at the temperature that you want to serve it at. So oh. you're doing that last minute. And then like, I, so usually I'm the same way where I try to start with the decor first because that's like, you know, set into stone. But the food yeah. part is always so tricky for me. <laughs> it's like, oh my and I'm like sweating at the end. I'm like out of breath. <laughs> People are walking in the door. <laughs> so that's like my experience so far. But definitely oh my gosh, perfect. So no, it's so funny, especially in the winter. Cause like you have your heat on in your house. Cause you're trying to make it warm, <laughs> yeah. especially cause like I live in Antarctica and so yeah. it's like so hot in my house and then I have everything going and I'm sweating and you're like, why am I so red right now? Yes. <laughs> and I you're just a mess. Outfit. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. And honestly, I'll admit it. It was so funny. The other day I had this dinner party. I was so excited for, I've been looking forward to it for like months on end. And, um, it was just going to be so special. And I knew that. And so I like spent the whole day getting it all ready. And by the time that like, I, first of all, I, it was like two hours out from when I had told them to come. I knew there was no way that I was going to be ready by that time. <laughs> so I pushed it back a half hour and they were you, yeah. with it. And I was like, great. Makes you just makes you feel better that extra half hour. Yeah. And, um, it was just so funny because even like with the half hour push, I like went upstairs. I was so stressed that I actually started playing breathing exercise <laughs> from my Spotify because I was like, I just need a second. And then of course, like five minutes in I'm calm and then I'm hype. And then I like turn on some music and we're ready to go. But like, that is it legitimately like how stressed you can get because you're just trying so hard to put this moment together and it yeah. is so much work. People have no idea you spend all day prepping, but it's yeah. always worth it, but it's a ton of work. It, yeah, definitely. I would totally agree with like, it's so like after the event is done, I'm like exhausted, but in the best way. Like I feel re- yes. like refreshed almost because I'm like, oh my gosh, that was successful. But I'm also like, okay, <laughs> like time to break. <laughs> but it's a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so what would you say are like some staples that you need to include in a party? Like besides the food, we always know like the food's 10 out of 10 going to be great. But like, what do you think? Is it like background music? Like I personally think that there always has to be some kind of background noise. Cause you know, sometimes like if you're especially bringing people together that are like not as close, it just, there's some mm. element, just background noise to like, what is, what am I trying to say? Like the pressure is not as strong so what do you feel are just like some staple elements or like the lighting candle lights and all that 
No, the, well, first, yeah, those are two great ones. You just answered your own question. Those are big ones, especially like you said, if you're bringing people together, which I'm known for doing that don't know each other yet. Yeah. Um, you want to make sure there's music, whether that's, you know, on your, on your, um, your, oh my gosh, I'm like in the word, the speaker, <laughs> the speaker for your house or yeah. whether it's like a large event, you know, and, and people don't know each other. You still want to have music. Like if there's a live musician there or something you can play. Yeah. Um, but for me, the first thing I think of is just the menus is a staple for me. And the reason why I say that is because number one, it's a big keepsake for my guests. I love to send people home with their menus because oh, I just think yeah. it's something fun that they can like remember the event by. Yeah. And, and you do like, food ties you to a very sentimental moment in your life and so I think it's really sweet even for me like I have a drawer of all of my menus that I posted Aww. just since moving into my house yeah. and it's like stacked and it's just fun because you go in there and you can just look through them and it makes you smile and so I always send people home with those but I also have made it a little tradition that at the end of like a dinner party that I'll host or people coming over, I'll have everyone sign it. And it just is a sweet thing for me. Yeah. To remember who all I invited and and sometimes they'll write a message on there, but it's sweet. So I would say those menus really serve as like a great memorabilia, but also something that your guests get excited about looking at when they first arrive. Cause my menu is always hidden until people get there and um it brings your your theme together to make it super cohesive and people love seeing what's on the menu it makes you look like a chef which is always fun (laughs) and it's just a sweet sentiment so I think that's probably one of my biggest ones okay yeah I love that I honestly haven't done like a menu before but I think it's like true in the sense of people like to see like what what's gonna happen like what are we eating like I know that's something as me being a foodie I'm always like what are we eating <laughs> like that's like the yes food. and I like what oh my gosh about. just like it's a keepsake and it's not like a bulky keepsake that's like hard to organize whatever it's just like the menu card and like bringing that home like I'm the type of person too where I want to bring something home to remember the event so I think that's just perfect and I love that idea Oh, yeah. And it is so sweet. And it's funny because I just helped um, a a friend host his and kind of like launch his his chef and culinary brand last week. Mm -hmm. And so I told him, I was like, make sure all of your guests tonight sign this. And then when you open up your first restaurant, your first brick and mortar, like you have that first ever dinner party that you popped up at and hosted. And he was like, Oh, my God, I love that idea. (laughs) And him and his girlfriend were just like, so excited about it. So it is it's this sweet way of remembering and and kind of remembering that moment in time and even something you can show your kids one day, you know, they can see how you did it. I love that. So what do you think, like, with all of this, like, what makes a good party? Oh my gosh. I think it's really one that people remember after they leave. And what I mean by that is that's often struck in the corner of relationship. Yeah. That's why for me, it's so important to like, if there's new people coming in, I immediately connect them because it's just, that's the whole purpose and intent behind what I'm doing. And so I just think that the more that people feel connected, the more that people feel like there is an atmosphere there for them to open up their hearts and kind of let their dreams out for me that's the goal always I mean with a dinner party with just like some friends coming over for dinner um for an event that I'm hosting whatever it is it's so important to me that people feel like they have that space and it it all starts around a table and it's what I've seen it through my dad and I'm visiting all these restaurants with him all these years and Mm -hmm. And um, just having that culinary background in that sense. It's funny, Megan, I don't even know if you know this. I was actually so close to being a Napa Valley baby, like literally two weeks out. (laughs) 
<laughs> and my mom and dad just moved back from Napa to Napa, California to Wisconsin, like a matter of weeks before I was born. And I was like, oh, I was so oh, close. Gosh. But I joke about it because I think that it's like in my blood. It's just like this culinary side of me. And I have no desire to be a chef, but just like kind of using that tool as a way to serve people and to bring people together is so powerful. And so yeah, I just think that that's really key. I think that when people feel like they're they're invited and there's a space there where they can open up, right? I think that that's really important yeah. for people. And I feel like that literally just answered the next question of like, what's your role as a host? And I loved the response <laughs> of just like connecting with people, making sure that they have like a space where they can just open up and just make them feel comfortable. I love that because that's definitely like I think that's what makes a good host as well. I don't know if you wanted to elaborate on that, but I just like I thought your response was just perfect oh no yeah it it is it's just yeah it's being warm and inviting and yeah I think that being that person even when you're not hosting it speaks really deeply to people oh yeah um and yeah I you know I think of it a lot almost like volunteering it sounds kind of like a funny metaphor but if if I explain it you'll you'll be like oh my gosh yes because volunteering is one of those things where you're always thinking about it. You want to do it. You mm-hmm. just don't know where to start often. Like you don't know how to sign yourself up. You don't know if there's an event. You don't know which organization to start with, but you want to do it. Like you just kind of need someone else to set it up or take that initiative for you. Right. And so I think that the role of the host is being that initiator and being that activator. That's kind of who I've been my whole life mm-hmm. in every area of life. So I just think that being the person to kind of take that first initiative step is the role of a host, whether it's for a dinner party or just for your life in general. Yeah, that's a great, I like your metaphor, kind of like your <laughs> volunteering. That's really good. Um, so why do you, why do you like hosting? Oh my gosh, so many reasons. I love it. Number one, because it's just a passion of mine. Like yeah. I said, like just putting these moments together, like it keeps me awake at night. Just, I get so excited about it. But I love hosting because it's a way to connect people. I think that, I mean, it's just like you, Megan, we've always been big connectors and you want to bring people together and you want, I just think that humans desire to be connected. And so for me, it's just um, a way to do that. And it, it makes me feel so good because I know that I'm doing something that's really close to the heart of life. And so I always feel so fulfilled after it. And I also think that like moving to a new state, you know, after I graduated, kind of like I said, that was the way for me to not only connect to myself, but just to, to widen that group and just to meet as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And so when you're the one who's like making those events happen and not just waiting on someone else to create them, you have a better chance of experiencing, you know, larger and deeper community. Yeah. I, I think like you definitely just like hearing all of these responses, like I just am amazed of just the talent that you have and you can see (laughs) how much you love people and you like love to invest in people and I just think that's it's honestly a gift of yours I think that's just something that stands out and so I'm just like I just you're so great it's I love (laughs) (laughs) you're so sweet that means the world (laughs) so I think you might have said this earlier but like I was gonna ask how long does it take to plan did you say you kind of get like an idea like three months out Oh my gosh. Well, that's so dramatic. You really don't need three months, but (laughs) I would say, I'd say a month, you know, if you're just wanting to host a dinner party, I definitely give yourself a month. Now, if this is like the scale of the events that I'm doing for other people and clients, of course, I like to have four to six months for that. Typically people will book me way before that. So we have even more time than that. But um, yeah, I think for just inviting people, I would say a good, a good month for a small gathering is enough to put it together. And how long do you think 
like what time frame do you start sending out invites? Like if it takes you a month, do you send them at a month or do you wait like maybe two weeks out? Yeah. The planning process for me at least doesn't have to be complete because I know it's going to be a work in progress until like that week of. So it doesn't have to be complete in my mind by any regards for me to start sending menus out Mm because I know I'll make it happen. So, um, or I shouldn't say menus, but invitations. Um, but yeah, so like for me, like for instance, if it's a group of people that I'm bringing together that whether they know each other or they don't, it's simpler for me. I found to reach out to them individually and see what their calendar looks like for, Mm, I'll throw a couple dates out versus trying to like do a group chat and have everyone just go back and forth for like 40 text messages. That is smart McKenna. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it saves some time and some notifications. So I always try to just reach out to people individually. And then if I'll just basically on my own find a cohesive date that works, and then I'll send a message. I typically don't I mean, there's definitely a way to make it more fun. Like you can find little websites that send out cute invitations that are digital. Um, I've always wanted to do paper invitations. And maybe maybe this summer I will for some, some bigger ones I host at my house. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think that I think three weeks is a good time frame because Two weeks um, is like, oh, that's next week, you know, and of course you don't want to invite people the week of. Right. Yeah. So three weeks is a good, is a good border, I'd say. Yeah. And I would say like, even because I think what I, like I'm learning as we go too, because we just got a house. So I'm like starting to post more. So like I, the elf party, that's like the only thing I have to compare right now, but I know like a month, I did it a month before and I think that was too long, which I know three weeks can kind of, I feel like there's like an in-between between a month and a three week, but I felt like a month was a little too far out because I think some people forgot to put on their calendar. Like we had a couple of people who had Mm. to it. So I think like definitely there's like a sweet spot where it's not two weeks where it's like, oh my gosh, that's next week. But (laughs) you got to like play with it a little bit. And I like what you said about, like I said, um, where you reach out to people individually and it's kind of like your role to like bring it together, you know? So I think again, that's playing host of like figuring out what works for everyone. And I just think that's, that's great. Yeah. Totally. Well, even for you guys, like, so wait, Meg, did you guys move into your house or are you about to? We did. We moved in in July and like, we're still oh decorating. God. It takes a process. That's like a whole nother story. Oh, of, for like, sure. You know, and it's like also part of me, this might be off track a little bit, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to host because like the house is not done yet. Like I need to decorate right. more. But it's like, no, like when I try to remind myself like what hosting is about, it's like, it doesn't really matter if you have like a Magnolia themed home or anything like it's about bringing people together. And that's like what I try to remind myself, but that's something. <laughs> no, for sure. And, and it is hard. It's something you do have to remind yourself of because it's easy to be, to yak, yeah, let that hinder you. It's yeah. funny though. I mean, July, I, I moved it in June and the summer I found was a really, I mean, of course, neither of us planned this, but the summer was a really great time to move in and, and be able to host those parties without yeah. worrying too much about it because you live so much of your life outside in the summer. So for me, it was more just like having people over and they're outside and they're enjoying the company and the weather. And there wasn't such a focus on the house like there would be perhaps like in the winter because you're kind of stuck inside, at least you are here. Yeah. Yeah, On like lake, don't you? Which is like the most stunning view. It's literally right out (laughs) the window. I'm so lucky. Yeah, it was like the most God story, the way this house happened. But I do. So it was really great because people could be outside by the water and just, yeah, enjoy their, their day and but housewarming parties are so fun. I know you had one and, and I didn't have like a specific housewarming party. I just yeah. kind of had like a collection of parties. I guess you could refer to them as housewarming, yeah. but 
Um, yeah, that's a good advice to people listening too, though. It's like, you just moved to a new place. You moved to a new state. You moved to a new house, apartment. Like, it doesn't have to be a, a home. Definitely. Whatever it is, you know, use that space to to invite people in. And it's and it's funny because, like, after every dinner party, I, I'll just – same thing as you. It's that moment of – it's almost how one of my professors described post-speech. It's, like, this post-speech euphoria of, like, all that buildup, and then it's over, mm, but it went yeah. so well. Yeah. And – and so it's so funny because it's like, I will just like sit in reflection after people leave and just feel so grateful. And yes. it's funny because I really do think that like, one of the things I'll often think about after people leave is like, I really believe that like one of the reasons God placed me in his house is to have the space to bring people in because he knew I would do that here. Yeah. And so it's the same for you, you know, and I just think it's the same for everyone. So if you're moving in a new place um, and you're moving and you just kind of want to create that space for people. I think that housewarming parties and just bringing people in, people are always so grateful to be invited and to oh, just yeah. kind of show up and be there. So I just think it's always worth it. I love that response. <laughs> okay, so my next question was going to be, and I'm very, very curious about what you're going to say about this one. So <laughs> posting gifts. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love that this is a thing because truly like it does take so much to bring people together and host people. Yeah. And, and it does also get costly. Like if you don't really think about how you can do it effectively. Yeah. So I just think it's like a sweet sentiment. Um, okay. So many answers, but of course, like a bottle of wine I've noticed is the go-to for people mm-hmm. personally. I mean, I'll have a glass of wine when I'm out um, at dinner, maybe sometimes, but I'm not a big wine drinker when I'm home. So for me, like those collected pretty fast, especially over the summer and my fridge, like one side was just like full of wine bottles that were (laughs) unopened. And so I like kind of started nicely telling people like, oh, that's so sweet of you. Cause they would mention like, oh, I'll bring a bottle of wine, but is there anything else? And so I would just say like, that's so sweet of you. Like I'm not a huge wine drinker. So like, I always say like, feel free to bring one if you want to enjoy wine while you're here yourself. Yeah. Um, but like, don't feel the need to bring me one. And then typically they'll bring something else. And My favorite hostess gift I've ever received was someone actually brought me, like just me specifically after the event was over to enjoy um, desserts from like this cute little, I think it's like a farm to table restaurant. And it was like my favorite gift ever because I'm just a huge dessert girl. Number one, I like always have loved dessert. Yeah. And she didn't even know that, but it was just sweet because it was like the idea of like, okay, something for just you to enjoy after this event is over was really sweet. Um, I loved that. So I would say bring dessert if you can, but also of course, flowers, flowers are always so appreciated. Flowers. Yes. Flowers for sure. What are your favorite flowers to get like for a dinner party? Honestly, I haven't really, like, gotten florals, like, for a dinner party because I don't think we've actually hosted, like, a nice dinner party. But, like, I know for me, I'm not, like, I think rose – no one gets roses, I don't think. But, like, like, the floral – like, I don't know how to describe it. When there's, like, lilies, when it's just a burst of different colors, those are, like – Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just love them. Um, But, yeah, and I think, like, you did – you played around with like hydrangeas I think maybe for the summertime so it was very like seasonally appropriate I might have made that up (laughs) no I totally did that's such a good detail to remember have remembered no I have these like hydrangea bushes all around the house and I'm obsessed with them so like it was so fun because in the summer we had for my dad's birthday we had um one of our good chef friends he was so great he came out and surprised my dad with a like a private dinner 
So he came out and we, my mom and I put together the tablescape. And so we had like these fresh green hydrangeas because mm-hmm. it was in August, like pretty prime late summer. Yeah. Um, and then by the fall time, those had started to go into like this beautiful auburn color. It was almost like a soft rose color. Ooh. And so I was like cutting those and drying them out. And it's funny because like they're in my dresser drawer right now for like <laughs> even just like the springtime when yeah. they won't have bloomed yet because Wisconsin. Um, and so I do, I love using hydrangeas because they're just easy and they do they make a big statement but they're so like garden fresh that Mm. it's just like a nice thing to have um but yeah oh my gosh I'll never forget it was October and I had a fall party like a fall time dinner party Mm -hmm. and someone had asked what they could bring and I hadn't picked up flowers for the event and I just wanted to have some and so I'll never forget like she brought like a fall specific because she just knew me like a fall specific like bouquet and it was the best thing ever because it was like cohesive with the theme and those things mean so much, um, especially when you're, like, planning every other aspect. Yeah. So for her to have brought that was great. And, um, and yeah, I loved that. And also, like, I also saw someone talk about how they really appreciate having hostess gifts delivered or, like, dropped off the next day. Because they were saying oh, sometimes yeah. they can get – right? Isn't that a good idea? Yeah, that is. Um they were saying like sometimes it stresses them out like if someone walks in your door if if you're hosting a lot of people like this isn't just like six to eight this would be like 20 over 20 um and someone comes in with like flowers you're like oh that's so great but you know you have to find a vase and cut your flowers and get you it's like one more kind of thing to do um and so sometimes they said they like to like deliver flowers to people the day after or something the day after and I also thought like if you're going to someone's house who it's their first time hosting or perhaps they are prone to get more stressed out with these types of things. That's a really sweet kind of thing to do for someone who's like that. Yeah, I love the idea of the flowers and with the fact of like delivering after because you're right, it is kind of it's such a nice gesture. But I think also you're right. It's like another thing I have to do. Um, Yes. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like, you know, I feel like hosting, bringing a hosting or hostess gift is still kind of like not everyone does it. It's kind of iffy. So I think it also kind of like relieves some pressure of like coming in like, oh, crap, was I supposed to get something? So I think <laughs> also like a good, you know, even with the next day being like, a, hey, I still remember last night and it was great. Here's something for you. So I just think that's a cute idea as well. Oh my gosh. And, and honestly, like those, even if it's just like a message, those mean so much to the people hosting. And I'm sure you can resonate with that. Just when people text me after the night's over or even the next day and people, this often happens, especially when I'm bringing together new groups of people Mm -hmm. and they'll say like last night was just so incredible. Like I've just, like I said, it's like people are always seeking community, but they often don't know where to start. And so I'll get these messages after of just how thankful people are. And it does, it makes you feel so good. And and it doesn't always need to be a gift but like even if you just send that message it means so much to the person hosting definitely I like screenshotted all of the messages that I've gotten after a party oh. I just like it feels good and it kind of like motivates me like wanting to do more like it's just the adrenaline of just like oh my gosh I love creating such a good time and atmosphere for everyone and you know it just I definitely agree a message doesn't hurt either um those yes you know just perfect um so Lastly, I was just going to give it to you. Do you like just any final thoughts? What works well? What doesn't work well? Like I had an example of, you know, obviously don't put sports on TV, like especially (laughs) like guys coming over. If I'm hosting like a couple thing, then the guy TV and they're watching sports. I'm like, no, we're supposed to be talking and having a community. So like, tell me do's and don'ts, any final thoughts? 
I'm laughing <laughs> because <laughs> my dad would like totally like go up against that notion. I'm so there with you, but my dad, like the first thing he does when he comes over, which is often because he's just like, oh, it's so different without you. <laughs> and so he'll always come over to my house, which is so great. But he always, you know, is turning on the bucks and watching some sports games, which is fun when you have just your dad and your brothers over. But yeah, of course not when people are over. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I think that we touched on so much at the heart of it, but it's just like, I would say, okay, one thing I would say is like to anyone listening, I would say the biggest thing is just to host people in your style and not get so concerned because so much of our generation is hyper-focused on watching other people's lives unfold. And so I think that it's really important to remember in hosting to not try to recreate what you saw on TikTok or a YouTube video that looked really sweet and you're trying to, that maybe that's what sparked your, your love for hosting and that's wonderful. But don't let the pressure to imitate that become so pressurized in letting you not enjoy the event. And honestly, that leads me to my next thing, which is like enjoy your own events. I can't tell you how many times mm-hmm. I initially starting up with dinner parties at my house was so stressed out and not even stressed. Maybe that's not the right word. I was so concerned with mm-hmm. ensuring everyone had a, a perfect experience that I didn't enjoy it myself at all. I mean, I was happy to be there and I was so glad everyone was together, but I was so focused on how everyone else was feeling that mm-hmm. I don't remember really enjoying that event or that night myself. Yeah. And So I would just say like, that's a big thing is when you're doing events, just enjoy yourself there and be in the moment because what you're creating is a moment. And it's something that people will remember after it's over. Um, But it is, it's a moment in time that you won't get to do over. And so just to be present with people that you've invited over, because you've invited each of those people, remember for like a very specific Mm -hmm. reason. And whether that's that, you know, someone that has mentioned to you, they want to have more friends or have more community or you're trying to bring like your family members together. Um, You know, and that's important to remember too. Often we do dinner parties with like our close friends because it is so fun, especially Mm. in your twenties, but I've made it a goal of mine, especially like now in the holiday season to have like invite my papa over and my grandparents over and my aunts Mm. and uncles and just like have them enjoy it too, because they're always the ones who are seeing your pictures and saying like how great it is that you have that that life in your 20s but yeah invite them over like they need that time just as much as your friends in your 20s do and it'll probably make you feel even closer to them too McKenna that was just perfectly said I could not be better that was just the best way to just tie this episode up in like a little oh my gosh I just thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your thoughts I learned so much and I hope (laughs) did as well McKenna where can we find you on Instagram your golden gatherings website give us all the handles oh my gosh (laughs) so funny so golden gatherings if you want to follow and get some inspiration for your dinner for only inspiration though we're not imitating we're just all inspiring other people but um it's golden gatherings without the o and the e so it's gldn gatherings if you want to follow along and um yeah my personal is just McKenna page on Instagram Go follow her, everyone. She has amazing <laughs> content, both on her business and personal page. It's definitely, it's so aesthetic. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Well, same to you, Megan. You've put together this beautiful life. And I think it's so fun to see how people's lives have, have come about and just 
kind of how we're each taking those personal steps to make a beautiful life in our 20s. It's so fun. I love it. I love it. Well, like I said, thanks again, McKenna. Um, If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating or review. Let us know your thoughts. You can definitely DM either of us and we'll definitely help and see what we can share more about like hosting ideas or if you need any advice. But yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks, McKenna. Thank you. Bye.